Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Marla Martinson, and I'm I'm recording this on a Friday. So happy Friday if you happen to hear it live. Um, if you've been with me before, welcome back. And if you're new, I'm so happy to have you here. I am just jumping on a quick uh, a quick little podcast to talk about relationships and why we tend to continue to stay in patterns as women picking the same type of guy. So as a matchmaker for over two decades, when I speak with women, I speak with with women from all parts of the country, different age um, agents, women from different countries that live here, so different cultures, cultural backgrounds, religions, every, you know, all walks of life, right? And uh, amazing women who, um, by the way, if you are a single woman, um, you can be in my database for free. The men are the paying clients. I have a high-end matchmaking service, very boutique for long-term relationships and marriage. And so each week I'm speaking with uh, women, um, interviewing them, talking to them about what they want in a man. And and I will say so many uh, women like myself and my friends have have uh, just broken up with or, or the last relationship that they had were uh, with a narcissistic uh, personality or a just challenging personality or, you know, this pattern that they've selected over and over again, maybe they stayed too long. Um, and so, it, and it doesn't matter the age. And But as we get older, you know, we have less time to blow through these five-year relationships. Remember when we were like in our uh, teens, late teens, 20s, 30s, it's like you get into a relationship and you Three years, five years goes by, you break up, you're getting into another one. But we don't, ha- you know, as, as we are getting more mature, uh, we, we don't have five years to blow on the long relationship, right? So if we want to select someone to spend our life with and cherish and, and these beautiful years um, we want to, that we have left on this planet, we want it really to, to be something that's honoring, respectful, uh, kind. We don't want our nervous system all dysregulated. And so I have a program that is starting August 2nd, and this is 2003, August Wednesday, August 2nd at um, 10 a.m. Pacific. It's a group coaching program called Divinely Aligned, and it is for that woman who wants to bust through codependency dive into some shadow work, find out why you've been picking the same people and, and we want to um, change this, disrupt that pattern. Uh, we'll also be working on some boundaries. We're also going to be doing some clearing, some magical stuff, some energy work. Uh, my friend Tony Green is going to give a bonus session where we'll do some hypnosis and um, we're going to download some 
uh, new codes for um, switching things up around love. And it's going to be held in a private Facebook group. So it's a Facebook Live, and so you'll be there watching. If you can't make it live, it's okay. You can watch the replay, and it'll be there. The group will be there, so you'll have, you know, lifetime access. And so it's it's kind of a no-brainer if that's what you're wanting to do. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of magic. Uh, the price is $777, and go to my website, MarlaMartinson.com, and connect with me there. There's a place to uh, send me an email. You can get on my email, uh, my newsletter, because I send info out about it on there. Um, and you can, if you do go uh, sign up for my newsletter, you get a uh, download immediately of a um, high-frequency guided meditation by me. Um, you can also, back in the show notes, there's my email. You can text me, so you know how to get a hold of me. Uh, on on uh, Instagram, did a lot about it, and I am at the mystical matchmaker on Instagram. So I just want to tell you, um, because I'm here to support you in this. This is something, this is a subject that is dear to my heart because I am now... Um, in my sixth decade on the planet, which I cannot believe. Uh, it's, it's interesting because we'll say life goes by so fast, but also when I think back to my years, you know, in my 20s and 30s and back when I was living in Chicago in the 90s and stuff, I mean, it's a lot of time, a lot of stuff has taken place in between there. It, it's, it seems like um, it's been a long time. It seems like it's been a long life. And thinking back to my childhood a long time ago, but at the same time, it's, it's gone fast. So it's, it's very precious. And especially when we do get a little bit older, on uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, we notice a lot of uh, people, friends and family around us are making their transitions and going back home to the other dimension. And so we're like, oh, my gosh, I want to get the things done that I want to do. I want to experience the things that I'm here for, that I'm excited about. I want to be in the kind of relationships that are really juicy and really quality and not, and, and you may notice that a lot of your relationships are leaving. I mean, the last few years, there's been such shifts and you may have had friends that you've had for years and then they're not in your life anymore. And that's okay. We can be gentle with ourselves um, because some people are, some people are, are kind of flying by in, in awareness and consciousness where we're rising and then other people are staying in the old earth, the old energies and uh, aren't really awakening. And so that may be part of it too. Um, or we outgrow somebody and then someone else will come in. But that's what you'll notice when you do release who is no longer an energetic match to you or aligned with you in your life, you'll notice who comes in, different people, and it could be a love um, match as well. So today I just want to talk about a few things that we will be working on uh, in Divinely Aligned. And if you want to work one-on-one with me, I do that as well. So I've got boundary coaching. I have a new relationship blueprint. I've got a worthy course and a um, reinvention. So these are one-on-ones anywhere from 8 to 12 weeks. You could work one-on-one with me so you could reach out and find out more about that. But we are halfway through the year, and 2024 is coming, so we want to be ready and, and just in our best, best, place and space to make um, our dreams come true in all areas of our life. So talking about uh, renovating your relationship blueprint, we have this blueprint. So we're taking a conscious approach to a relationship. And a relationship is not meant to save you. 
many women will think I've got to meet somebody. I'm, you know, not, I, I feel alone. I'm lonely. I'm a little scared. Uh, what, am I going to die alone? Am I going to be alone? Am I going financially? I'm not good. I need somebody to come in and help me and save me. And, but a relationship is meant to grow you. And it may be counter to the prevailing myth in our culture that relationships will save you. And that myth may be deeply embedded in your operating system. So let's just spend a little time exploring this. So from the fairy tale of being rescued from life's drudgery like Cinderella or being awakened from slumber by the magic kiss like Sleeping Beauty, People have envisioned themselves as damsels in distress to be rescued or heroes that will ride up on a white horse. But real life isn't like the movies, and also those rom-coms haven't helped. You know, I always loved my favorite rom-coms were the ones with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, like You've Got Mail, or, you know, it's like, oh, my God, if I could only find a guy like that. But it's, you know real life, unfortunately, is not like the movies, but it's fun to get lost in those sometimes, right, and just kind of dream and laugh and cry, but haven't you noticed how almost all of those movies end right before the hard stuff begins, and society's told us that if we find the one, we won't ever have to feel lonely, sad, or rejected again, and if we're single by choice or by chance, that there's something wrong with us, so we tend to look for a relationship that is going to provide us with validation and approval. But that's a myth. Relationships won't prevent you from feeling any of the unpleasant emotions. The only person who can ease your feelings of loneliness, sadness, or rejection is you. The only person that can validate you and give you the approval you seek is you. So until you love and accept yourself, no one else's validation is going to stick. I'm going to say that one again. That is so good, right? Until you love and accept yourself, no one else's validation is going to stick. So that's what I meant when I said that healthy relationship is really all about loving yourself. Relationships remain on shaky ground when you require someone else to determine your worthiness. Okay, so... Um, we also, what I want to talk about, I wanted to bring in another concept here for you um, about relationships. We've, so we've kind of recover, uncovered some relationship myths there where we think somebody might, might save us. And we all have these unconscious, um, it's like a computer with unconscious programs running in the background. So what we're going to also do in the program and when you work with me is we are going to excavate the unconscious material that's running the show in the background so that you can change your relationship story. And we all have experiences when we're young that we are ill-equipped to understand and interpret. When we're young, we think the world revolves around us. So we feel responsible for everything that happens. We make everything mean something about us and even blame ourselves for events we have no control over. Maybe your parents got divorced and you want to blame yourself. Oh, daddy left because of me because I wasn't good enough. Or, you know, so you get the idea. And these meanings become powerful beliefs that we carry with us throughout our lives. Um, I've had more than one woman tell me 
that when she was a little girl, her mother, uh, they've had, you know, mothers who were uh, not stable mentally, emotionally, and tell them, I wish you were never born. You've ruined my life. And imagine a little girl at, you know, three, five, uh, eight, whatever, hearing this over and over and, and, and putting that in her subconscious. Well, who's she going to pick in her life as a partner? It's, it's a very, very sad and uh, destructive because she's not going to pick someone who, who honors her and loves her. She's going to pick someone who um, she's comfortable with that. That's what she's been used to. And so she'll pick someone who, re, who reinforces that, that she's not, not good enough. She shouldn't, they shouldn't stick around for her. And we're so impressionable when we're young that these beliefs are practically engraved on our psyches. They persist in our unconscious. And we literally build lives on top of them and they become invisible to us. So what we refer to these beliefs are as shadow beliefs. And shadow beliefs are tenacious. We created them when we were young in order to understand how the world works and navigate our circumstances. However, in adulthood, these beliefs often remain unconscious and result in habitual and compulsive behavior. They're like the directors in our lives and relationships, but underneath the surface, we don't even recognize their power over us. Yet, if we don't uncover and challenge them in adulthood, we will continue to relate to them as facts. And when we, become a, when we become conscious of these beliefs, we not only discover they're not true, but we also discover that they no longer serve us. So the beliefs that you created in your formative years draw towards you the people, relationships, and situations that reinforce your beliefs. So I'm going to say that one again, but that one, it's key. The beliefs you created during your formative years, usually before the age of 10, draw towards you the people, relationships, and situations that reinforce your beliefs. For example, if you believe that people can't be trusted, you'll likely attract people who can't be trusted, or you'll destroy relationships with your own lack of trust. Even if you don't verbalize it, the energy will be there and the other person will feel the distrust unconsciously, okay? So another, I'm just going to share another um, concept with you that we, that we, that uh, kind of put, goes together hand in hand with this. So as you can see what, what we observe and experience when we're young sets the foundation for our relationship patterns. So another step in the process is about revisiting your relationship history. And as you look at the relationships throughout your life, you'll begin to connect the dots where your origin story beliefs and relationship patterns. You know, you'll, you'll, once you're aware of these patterns, then you have the opportunity to resolve, dissolve, and create new ones that align with what you truly want. And so remember this, your beliefs and patterns will stay in place unless you make a conscious effort to change them. And if we don't pay attention, the patterns continue, and we will stay on that hamster wheel, okay, with very little hope of progress. So that's a pivotal step in the process, and it can provide profound insight. And so often in your relationships, you experience the same thing from one to the next. Even though you're sure you've chosen someone very different from the last partner, sometimes the outward expression from one relationship to the next may look different, 
but what you're going to feel is the same. Rejected, jealous, put down, overwhelmed. Those are those reoccurring relationship patterns. Okay. So these are some things we're going to um, work on there. And uh, we also will we'll do, um, we'll do some energy work. We'll be cutting cords. I'll teach you some profound uh, rituals that you can do. So it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of magic. And I just wanted to share this with you because um, I just went along in my life uh, over the past decades kind of on default. Just whoever I ended up with, I ended up with. Uh, somebody who was really cute or hot or funny or had an interesting life and I was so attracted to them that my my patterns and shadow beliefs and underlying commitments, all of these things running in the background, these programs made sure that I picked I picked men who did not well, I would say they didn't value me. They didn't respect me. There was a lot of verbal abuse, put-downs, insults, little digs. That was where I, how I experienced relationships. And looking back, uh, when I was a kid, and 10 years old was profound, but a lot of it was, I was bullied terribly as a child. Um, I had bright red hair and freckles and real pale skin, and you know, like a pippy long stocking kind of. And... Um, it could have been that and other other things, but I was I was bullied and and I thought in the back of my mind, even though my mother would say, well, they're just you know, I'd say no, you know, this girl made fun of me, called me names because I have red hair and she had red hair, my mom, and she'd say, well, they're just jealous. She's just jealous because she has mousy brown hair. You're you're special. Your hair, you know. So I always thought, well, yes, I'm very special because I'm a redhead, and redheads are what two percent of the world population. So we're very, very unique, right, and and magical. But but you want to belong as a child. You don't want to be ostracized and made fun of and put down. It's 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 it it digs, it cuts deep. It really cuts deep. And I know now that. Um, in choosing men, I chose men who ended up bullying me and putting me down, whether it was for my looks, whether it was for my clothing choices or my career choice or my magical endeavors or what language or music I chose to listen to or learn. I like to learn languages. Or, or there was a myriad of things. I mean, I couldn't, have, I, I couldn't have tap danced fast enough. I couldn't have changed myself or acquiesced to these men enough for them ever to accept me or stop criticizing me. And, and yeah, it's, it's sad, but I've finally done the work, and that is not going to be my story anymore. That is not my story anymore, and that's not what I accept in my life. But there's things to learn, and, and when we come into this life, into the 3D, we decide to come into a body and incarnate because we're coming in and again and again with our soul family and we decide what lessons we need to learn. We decide what role we're going to play. There's that, there's that spiritual DNA as well. There's that spiritual experience. And we may have decided, okay, well, I abused you. I bullied you in, in this, the past life we were in, you know, in, in when we lived in, you know, uh, Japan, and now we're going to come back and incarnate, you know, in Sweden, and you're going to now you're going to be the person I'm going to, you're going to be the person that that um, verbally abuses me. So there, it's like a play, it's like a it's like a movie, but it's it's these are painful lessons, painful karmic stuff that we're going through 
painful agreements oftentimes. And then there's so much joy. But if we can burn through this, these patterns and, and, and awaken ourselves and do, do some work on, on um, uh, dissipating this, on switching this, on, on installing a new um, commitment and, um, and um, operating system, and cut some cords and, and raise our frequency and download new um, codes of uh, what we are going to attract in our life. Um, it is so doable. And before I um, go, I'm going to just share a story about a woman who worked with me one-on-one in boundary coaching, and her name's Elena, and she's publicly uh, told this story and posted on Facebook and everything. So I think this was about two and a half years ago we worked together, and she was 50 years old at the time, and she had never, she saw that I was offering boundary coaching, and she says, I, you know, we got on a call, and she says, yes, this is what I need. She says, Marla, at 50 years old, I have never been in a healthy relationship with a man. I always uh, end up with a narcissist, uh, men who put me down, who berate me, belittle me, and I am just a doormat. And she says, and I don't know how to get around it. I don't know how to, how to choose differently. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's going on. And there was confusion. There was pain. There was sadness. And she so wanted to be in a relationship with a man who who was uh, grounded and respectful and accepted her for who she was and didn't didn't put her down, and so we went through all of those. We did the you know co- we worked on codependency and shadow work and underlying commitments and boundaries and all of that. And shortly after she finished, and she made some profound um, discoveries there of what happened to her in her childhood and why, which was pretty 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 devastating, and why uh, she chose the men that she did. And then shortly after that, she let me know that she was, because she was dating on, you know, she was online dating and she met a man and she said, we've been dating for a little bit and it's the, well, so she's telling me, you know, as, as they progress, the months go by and she's, and cause now it's been two years and they're still together and she's so happy, but she says, Marla, we travel together. I just moved in with him. I've redecorated his house. I, we get along great. If there is a little snafu or something that comes up, we resolve it quickly. We, he, it's the first relationship in my life that I've had that is, is, you know, calm and happy and respectful and beautiful. And she says, and I attribute it to, she says the coaching was a game changer. And so it just, and, and for me, that was so worth it. All of my uh, certifications and studying and, and programs that I've got, it was worth it to change one woman's life like that because it, it is, it's a game changer. And so I know nobody likes to hear the word work, you know, when you do the work, but it's, it's, let's say it's fun work. It's like, Oh, what would you, you know, what would you like to do in your life? What kind of work? If you didn't work, it's really play, you know, it's play because we're, we're on an archeological archeological dig. We're like detectives and we're dig finding out where those patterns started and then we're going to switch them. And so um, it, it's fun and it's eye opening and it's surprising. And I, if, if, if you are a woman who would like to, um, do that uh, detective work, that excavating the unconscious mind and shifting patterns and making some magic with me. I would love to talk to you. So uh, reach out and we will make it happen. And again, my um, program Divinely Aligned is 
um, starting August 2nd. Uh, it's a Wednesday, 10 a.m. Pacific. And like I said, you don't have to make the live if you can't, um, but it's going to be really fun. And so um, I will be in touch very soon again on another podcast. We'll talk. We will um, dive into these topics, and, and we will figure a few things out. And so I'm sending you much, much love. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. If you love this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. For more inspiration and to stay connected, find me on Instagram at The Mystical Matchmaker or my website, marlamartinson.com. Much, much love and hope you have a mystical, magical day.